0: Aunties are not always a good thing. All of the unkind gossip and cheek-tugging and dressing down and cruel laughter. On a bad day, aunties can tip you over the edge. But on a good day, aunties can be unlike any other grown-up, at once authoritative and iconoclastic, the most monstrous of self-authoring families, not quite contained by the strict roles of blood and line a relationship of affinity, or amusement, or convenience, in the process showing that all of these things have their place in a human life. Of course, I'm being a little too kind. Aunties can be the figures who spy and scold and wield the most arbitrary of adult powers, taking it upon themselves to find out who has been kicking, shoving, spitting, talking back, in any playground, anywhere in the world. Kids everywhere know when to hush up as the aunties pass, in case the whiff of fun seeps out and the whole edifice of adult opprobrium tumbles out and down to crush it. But on a good day, an auntie can absolutely save the day. Be the someone who can hear secrets and feel no compulsion to tell you what to do. Accompany to dangerous places, but not be bothered about keeping an eye. Be a grown-up still caught up just enough in their separate life to forget to mess up yours. Reading back, I realise that what I think about aunties is really what I fear about families. Although I love the idea of familial bonds and extended clans, and the making of everyone into a close-loved one, I'm also, and rightly, terrified. So much to fear and run from. No wonder people spend their lives rushing headlong into the dangers their families warn them about. So I also hope for an auntie who is not only the more acceptable incarnation of family. Of course, this is also the auntie that I'm aspiring to become. An auntie who is desexualised because outside any easily narrated script of relationships and encounters, but who simultaneously brings the erotic to the most everyday of spaces, and never in an orderly way. Is it grotesque, or is it old-school glamour? How could we ever distinguish? An auntie who was playful, raucously so, perhaps to the point where play might feel a bit unsettling, but also an auntie who was allowed a mind, the full span of ideas and doubts and reversals, because aunties have abandoned the obligations of care. When aunties do care work, it's as, it is a, as a favour to be relished, outside the ordinary and much harder to make invisible than the drudge, drudge, drudge of most caring. Unlike most carers, aunties can, in the main, come and go as they please, when they want and with who they want. And when they lavish some care on you, this is always a bit makeshift, never quite tidy. Forgotten bedtimes and lost schoolbooks, fish finger Sundays, dressing up box glamour, and anything you want on the telly. A shoulder to cry on with no I told you sos, and always a story about how. There will be a next time and a next time and it's never ever done. Don't feel like it is wrecked because there's so many more episodes to come. Someone to say that that some things will hurt and some things will break and it won't always feel like glory but look, look at me and all my old auntie ridiculousness and see what my adventures have made me. Aunties give permission even before you have thought of asking, anticipate the encouragement we don't quite yet know you need. Relish the, au- the sweetness of audacity and also of tentativeness. Tent- t- um, tentativeness because they know nothing could be worse than not giving it a go. Offering a glimpse of a life where the rules of others are barely registered, perhaps are revealed to be hardly important at all, a life aunties dare you to live.
1: I only have one childless aunt, and we are not particularly close. To me, an aunt is simply someone else's mother. My cousin's mums, my friend's mums, maybe a stretch, a lady in the mosque. But these are aunts by default, an elder who needs to be interacted with. But you wouldn't dare call them by their name, even if you knew it. My other aunts feed soothe and tease me. The Welsh aunties of my teenage years quietly asked if I was courting and the rest of my aunts silently made judgments about my apparent singleness. Aunts politely ignore my tattoos so as not to upset my parents but then might grab my thighs at a wedding to comment on their silk swaddled heft. I am not sure I would ever tell an aunt a secret. I love my aunts but, or maybe because of this, in the great queer recreation of my family sprawl that I undertook in my twenties and thirties, I somehow left them out. My chosen family is a net of sisters, siblings, morty-bens, chorty-bens, sister brides, genderqueer cousins, maybe a mother or a godmother this mentioned quietly, often unspoken, why create a new relationship that might end in rejection? And a rare brother, comrade, or even rarer uncle. My own personal web, for mysteriously buried reasons, is auntie free. However, I seem to feature in the webs of several others as a chosen aunt. In my untethered and insecure twenties, It was a gift to be chosen, named, loved in this fashion. Auntie Naz, in her first incarnation, had a flat with deep sofas and lots of space for sleeping queers. I had a job as a teacher, a serious partner and an organic veg box. I made endless brunches and baked and wore aprons. I hosted, fed and read bust magazine. I was cosy my nieces and nephews were the same age students and graduates figuring out families later in the mercifully more diverse second half of my 20s there was some making alongside bursts of sexiness and daring i revelled in this auntie wearing stompy dms with shalwar kameez style a community colour But there is something about community auntie energy that can neuter you. Aunties are popped on the safe familial shelf in people's family closets and there they stay. Somewhere along the line, this tidying away began to bother me. Aunt's are occasional relations. They are pulled out for special events, to mark milestones or when you need something. I am loved. I am chosen. But honestly, I am also often forgotten. Even favourite aunts don't get invited into the thick of it, do they? An aunt is outside of the nuclear bonds. Loved but kept at a distance. Now, I am in my 40s. I haven't had a partner in a while. The pandemic not being entirely to blame. I can't get through a whole veg box in a week or even two anymore. Laziness around cooking for an isolated, locked-down one, for the most part. I no longer read Bust magazine. I am a community auntie to cheeky activist boys who swiped right but never acted on it. Cutie iPock young'uns, DIY punks, revolutionary babes, and the occasional young poet. It is a gift to know them all, but last year someone referred to me as an elder, to my face. I was not ready. I'm also now an actual aunt to a whole brood of yuck cousins' kids, friends' kids, and my brother's baby. I play with them, feed them, and ask them seriously about their lives. I confuse them too, and that is probably good. Who is this grown-up with drawings on her skin? Why is she alone? Who Who are her children? I suppose I get to be playful and unsettling, as Gargi puts it, and an aunt should be both.
0: I should say more clearly that the auntie I'm dreaming of becoming is nothing like the aunties I have had. Nothing in the family I have had is anything I want to replicate. If I take lessons in auntying, in the main I hope never to make any younger person feel what I was made to feel, misshapen, out of place, never the one that anyone was pleased to see. But you know, as I've got older, so very much older, I've been feeling that I'm coming into my own. All those decades of feeling uncomfortable in my own skin, of never being quite the right thing in the right place wanting things from family that family could never give. Now at last my knowledge of how to survive awkwardly is becoming useful to others. So, I am anointing myself auntie to all those bereft of the auntie-like indulgence of no judgment. I know I don't always get it right. Often don't, actually. But I'm trying to learn that trying and failing and having the failure visible, in all its excruciating misplacedness, Is also part of good auntieing. So aunties are the ones who are older but not always right, very often all wrong, filled with adventure and stories and memories because a lifetime of trying and failing and being not quite right can be survived and aunties are living proof of it. When I read your section I'm so aware of how much older I am it is absolutely time for me to be in the sexually neutral space of auntiedom. And I have to agree that aunties are, at the very least, sexually ambiguous. Maybe reckless and without inhibition, but no one's romantic fantasy. Not that that means to be sexless, but it is a different positioning. The auntie is the one who must make their own life path, find their own fun, make themselves the centre of their own story and know that all the flaws and fractures are on show – and that is the point. Because aunties are grotesque examples of the necessary imperfection of living a grown-up life. I think everyone younger needs to see and feel and understand this, needs to know an older person who is failing and flailing, but who can still love them. I couldn't do this so well when I was younger. I was trying, but there was always a danger that I would pull others under as I struggled to stay afloat myself. But, more lately, somehow I have grown into the sense of only just surviving and knowing how to share those lessons of just about survival. My auntiedom is a demonstration that we can do it. However awkwardly, we can do it. Watch me stumble and mess up and carry on and take strength. When I first read it, Gargi's initial
1: section made me cry. I wrote my piece in response while feeling very lost and slightly bereft about my own life. I should say that I have cheered up quite a lot since then, not least because of Auntie Gargi's own reassuring voice. And today I feel uplifted by the thought that the Auntie is the one who must make her own life path, find their own fun make themselves the centre of their own story. What is a queer life if not that? And what have I been doing if not making my own path, fun and story? I want to say to all the younger people who see me as an auntie figure in the best and most warm and messy sense of the role. Thank you for your trust, affection and joy. I hope I always look delighted to see you, that I can offer you what you need. I am jumping down from the auntie shelf, but I'm still there for special occasions and milestones. I am delighted to choose you and delighted to be chosen. But if you need me, I'll be off somewhere being inappropriate with Gargi and all the other rad aunties.